welcome to Tea and Tales, the podcast where we drink a lot of tea and talk about tales pertaining to a particular subject. This week's episode uh, theme is Parallel Worlds. Yay! Yay! I'm so excited. I feel like I did really good on that intro. <laughs> Except I got, I'm proud of you. I got very dictaty. I think it's fine. You did. Thank you. I'm well, Erica. I'm Sarah. I'm Emily. I'll be your introducer for today. <laughs> um, what are we drinking today, guys? We were trying to think of different tea, and we all had coffee, and we were going to talk about that. And then Emily noticed that I have a pre-made Crown Rail peach tea in cans sitting in there. <laughs> so we're getting boozy up here. For one time and one time only in a parallel world when we drink alcoholic tea. Yeah, we've never drank before, and be, we'll never drink it. It's fine. That's why I hadn't finished it, but it's fine. Yeah. This is a fun and exotic way to get rid of it. I think the can itself is really cool. On the it box. is. The texture on the can is very good. It's very orange with peaches on it. It can make a sound if you roll oh, it. Yeah. It's Canadian whiskey, peach flavor, other natural flavors. And tea? Oh, I was waiting for we love a natural flavor. We love a natural <laughs> there flavor. There we go. I don't know and, what it is, but I'm inviting you. And, and, and brewed tea. Um, I'm interesting. It is 7% alcohol, so, <laughs> so it's fine. We were going to be like, it's a pearl of world, we're having coffee. But then all three of us, well, I speak mostly for me and Emily, but like I hit a point today where I was just like, I am so tired. Like, I don't want to be at work anymore. I don't mm-hmm. want to. And I did overtime, so, like, I feel that. To be fair, this is our third parallel tea drinking of the evening, because we started with coffee. Mm -hmm. Then we had cold brew tea, which was also fine that I had made, and I'm still working on it. It wasn't the worst. And now we're drinking boozy tea. So we've literally done everything except for traditional tea. Your cold brew tea is better than this. Thank you. Yeah. Should I I start charging as much as there? No, there's no booze in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Although was, I do keep burping up vitamin C. No, I had, I had one tiny sip of it, and it was very potent. Of the Which one did you have? The I had the green one, but I also tried Sarah's red. I think the so I had the green peach one, and mm-hmm. that one was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I think I should have had a little bit more tea in there. Yeah, because you need like more than double. So I've been using cheaper tea to experiment. So I don't want to use up all of our like. If anyone that's been to my house knows mm-hmm. I have um, a, a ridiculous a amount of tea. tea. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I am trying to get rid of some of the ones that were like, yeah, we're done with this. Let's move on. Like, ooh, I'll cold brew, like, a couple cups of it and try it. So, Sarah's I'm getting better. Experiments this but summer. The one Sarah had is the one that I haven't, like, doctored yet with sugar or anything. But I just, like, brewed it and kind of forgot about it. So, it was a bit strong in flavor. And it's got, like, a like a hibiscus yeah, like... But, like, I did less than double because I knew that that one was strong. And yet the other one, I should have done more than that. So I think it depends. Well, maybe it's the type of teas, too. I guess. If you know how to brew cold (laughs) brew tea and have some tips for me, um, please send it to our our Instagram. Or Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, or Twitter, Mm. at Tea and Tales 1. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But right now, we're just, we're drinking prepackaged, you know? And, you know, as we said, it's it's pretty I appreciate that it's cold. I I like much more of a tea taste than I was expecting. Mm Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't recommend people go and buy it. I mean, Canadian whiskey is like my least favorite type of whiskey. So maybe if I put better bourbon in it, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you make your own, just like make We're, it We peach. could make Long Island iced teas. Oh, there God. we go. Beer There's actually like no tea in this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that would have been, was, that was my drink of choice. When we do our alcoholics episode, then we'll have well, more. We, we could do it. Totally do it. I don't know. That is a disease. I don't know. Yeah, sorry. That was in bad taste. No. But we could still do it. The shining. Or would it be like actual, you know, well, we are doing parallel worlds today, um, as judging by our uh, opposite tees and experimentation <laughs> and the title. Of this and the title. Um, I am I've been waiting for this episode for a while because I've had two things that I'm very passionate about that I wanted to talk about and they were game. So. Yeah, I was going to say, I had two in mind. I also waited until the very last minute. Like yesterday, Emily was like, I'm going to do my write-ups. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I played on the computer. Um, And then today I was like, well, I could do this and that. And then I would be like, okay. And then I would think for a little But wait, I have a different one. I can do this and that. Because I think you already talked about this one. And I sent Emily and Erica, like, at least probably three or four different messages. Like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Uh, no, so what just I'm kidding. actually just kidding. I'm doing and this. In a parallel world, you already had it done. Yeah. Or there. maybe in there's uh, many parallel worlds that have branched off where you've done each of your ideas. Oh my gosh, just like the community episode. Oh, yeah. gosh. That is a great it example is. of parallel worlds. So do we, do you guys believe that parallel worlds exist? Oh, yeah. yes. I mean, they kind of have to, right? I think that there is so much out in the galaxy. There's so many galaxies and Milky Ways and all that baloney. Like, there could be another world out there that's exactly like ours. It's only slightly different. Well, and didn't, like, aren't scientists, like, working on it to be like, is this out there? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm always intrigued, right? scientists, ring a ding ding. (laughs) I feel like I read an NPR article on it or something like Mm -hmm. that of, like, they were trying to. I think it's ignorant to say that, no, it couldn't. It's not, like, they can't prove that it doesn't exist That's right true. now. So. And so let's, for the listeners, okay. let's define what a parallel world is. Go ahead, Emily. Am I doing it? Okay, so a parallel world, in in my thoughts, I guess, is, is a world that's very much like the one you're currently in, but there's, like, a slight difference to it. I, yes, I agree with that. And it's weird. I did... Looking for, like, I mean, I knew which two I was going to pick, but for, like, honorable mentions and stuff, I was trying to refresh my memory. And I typed in, like, Parallel Worlds books, Parallel Worlds movies, just, like, doing that. But then I also typed in Alternate Universe books, Mm -hmm. Alternate Universe movies, and I got vastly different answers. And I was, like, I always consider these things to be kind of the same thing, but... I don't know. Are they different or are they... Alternate universe feels like a closed off thing to me. Like, it's like, we're going to do an alternate universe Marvel movie that's like its own thing. So, like, for example, What If, which is a Marvel TV show that I have never seen, but it, it, like, tackles a bunch of, like, what if this thing happened in the Marvel universe versus a different thing? Sure. So, would that be alternate universe? But because reality versus parallel world. Because, like, Marvel, since we're using that, like, has different Earths in their comics. Mm -hmm. Like, it'll be, like, Earth 606 and Earth this and this and this. And it's too much for me. I have now stopped reading Marvel comics. Other than than Miss Marvel and Daredevil. And even then, I'm kind of, I'm behind on Miss Marvel and I'm just like, if this is just a TV tie-in, I don't want it. I want it, like, just, I just want the the comic. But so, like, 
they're establishing this as a parallel world and this is a parallel world. So I don't know if what if have because I don't think any of us have seen. I it. haven't seen it. No, but I just, those are like hypotheticals, yeah. right? So it's not an actual world that exists. It's more like this is some kind of alternate reality that could happen. Okay. Can a par- can a, par- a parallel world exist and we don't find it? So like a parallel world is like here's us, here's them. It's very close. Find each Sarah's other. doing hands very close <laughs> Is to it like other. a tree falls in the forest, like a parallel world? Well, that's when, when you said, like... So both of my itself. examples are ones where they've existed uh-huh. until... And then, like, they encounter them, but they're already lived it, and, like, they have their own experiences. I think that mm. with mine, too, they're both discovered during the story. Right. Not... Like, it's not like, oh, I know this other world exists. I'm going to go hop over there. But then there's the alternate timeline thing of, like, every choice we make. And then we make, there's, like, a branch off. And that's mm-hmm. Or you could even too. say, or, like, Back to the Future is mm-hmm. the same thing of, like, you know, he goes back in the second one. And now the present has changed because of things he did. So he remembers two alternate timelines. Right. But I don't know if that's a parallel world or not yet. I think parallel, t- uh, parallel worlds and time travel kind of go a little bit hand in they hand. They do, Yeah. And you could create other parallel worlds via time travel. You could. It's a very heady topic. Well, I like in the, <laughs> I always just think about, for example, I was going to go to Boston Comic Con a couple weekends ago. And instead, I did not go to Boston Comic Con. So I think in my brain, there is a version of me where I went to Boston Comic Con for a weekend. And there's a version of me today here on this podcast that did not go to Boston Comic Con that weekend. And like, are those two parallel worlds or is that just like life of emily splitting in two directions right and they could be small decisions or like even like just like a you use for dinner <laughs> i had no. a, a much more bleak version like every time i almost like trip and die i'm like well sorry right. you sarah like, who's now dead <laughs> i always think like i almost tripped going down my front stairs the other day and i just slipped and i was thinking like man i just avoided a serious injury because like I couldn't put my left hand out to stop my fall. I, and I was holding some of my right hand. Like, I would have just fallen face flat on the stomach. And I'm like, ooh, just in a moment. <laughs> or maybe there's a moment where I didn't shatter my leg by just falling on a patch of ice. Like, How the last, like, six years, be? maybe I'd be a runner. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I don't I think... I was like, would we even be friends if you were a I, runner? <laughs> <laughs> no. We would not be eating pizza. We would not be eating pizza. Oh, well, I too much pizza and it's like it's kind of like the butterfly effect like you go back in time and you step on a butterfly and that's gonna like vastly... but i would say the butterfly is not parallel worlds is it it's that's just, like it's, it's uh, more... something small affects something else that's alternate reality then or no. space no <laughs> i think so okay just for a moment because i remembered it so we were talking about since i mentioned running i've been reading the book this has nothing to do with parallel worlds <laughs> it's <laughs> we're gonna sidebar for a second we're doing what we want i'm reading it's the Friday. book how to be perfect and it's by Mike Schur, like the guy who made like The Office and Parks and Rec in yeah. Good Place. And he's, it's a philosophy book. Like it's an actual philosophy book. And it's about all the stuff he learned while doing The Good Place, but like put in layman's terms so that people oh, that so are cool. not like wise What's can understand how to be perfect. And then the T is on a second line because it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so he has a, a spot about running and how people like to run and whether, and then he goes, 
First of all, like if people tell you they like to run, those people are dirty liars because there is no way to achieve higher level enjoyment from running because there's no way to achieve any enjoyment from running (laughs) because there is nothing enjoyable about running. Running is awful and no one should ever do it unless they're being chased by a bear. And even then, I mean, at that point, listen, I might be trying to go. (laughs) I have the parallel wall right there. I never save like or mark like text from a book. I've like, but that one I was like, this this is it. I got to save it. So funny. But I think the going back to the butterfly effect though, I think that's more about how small decisions can make big changes. Mm -hmm. So like, for instance, recently I was at the mall, not today, although I was at the mall today, but I was at the mall today and um, these two teenagers ran a stop sign in front of me and almost T-boned my car. And I was paying attention and they were not. And I stopped. And then I just like pointed to the stop sign <laughs> and they started crying because they were like, oh my God, we almost hit this person. And like, it was kind of funny to watch these teenage girls like lose it when like they almost made a really bad. And I like didn't yell at him. I just was like, hey. <laughs> and like one of the girls spilled her Starbucks all over. <laughs> but like, a smaller decision. What if I happened to be looking the other way at the other stop sign and missed it? Mm-hmm. Then they could have crashed my car. And, like, they weren't going fast enough to where, like, they would have killed me. But it would have been a very serious injury. And, like, a small decision of just me glancing one more time to the left had, like, a huge implication. I glanced so much and before I, think, I turned. Like, I think of that as the butterfly effect. And like, that's more alternate reality versus parallel world then. I guess. So maybe there's an alternate reality where I didn't look again, where I just did my left, right, and then was like, cool. Do you feel like when bad things happen, you think more about what would my life be like without this bad thing happening or, like, good, normal things? Like, oh, I just had, like, a really bad... Like, like I got into a car crash. I wonder what my life would be like without that car crash or, like, you know, X, Y, Z. Or is it more I mean, like, as yeah. someone who just had their third surgery based on a freak accident that a student caused... Surgery. like. Like, surgery? Did you call it surgery? God, I hate you. (laughs) But, like, I mean, there are times where I'll just be like, what if I had left my hand? Or what if I just let him go? Like, he was trying to get out of my room. And what if I just let him go? But he also was trying to get out of the building. What Mm -hmm. if he ran out into the street and a car hit him? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, my three surgeries really, really, really suck. But I think we can all agree a child getting hit by a car is worse. (laughs) Like... And Can I throw in a third and, like, weirder thing, which is fate versus destiny? Or, like, uh, yeah. free will. Like, right. Like, because that's, like, a whole other thing. Like, maybe you were meant to have those surgeries. Like, like if that's destiny versus, like, free will, you know. You're Hi, just, alcohol. You, How are you? You decided to go <laughs> to that student because you didn't want him to get out. But, like, that's another whole... I don't know if that ties in with parallel worlds or alternate realities, but... I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people believe in fate. But for me, I think you get too bogged down in it. Like, I meant to do this. Like, mm-hmm. no. No. I mean, I don't know. It's I, a big discussion. I, it is a big <laughs> discussion. But for me personally, like, some people be like, oh, you were meant to be a musician. And I think that that, like, discounts a lot of hard work. Yeah. Like, or, I mean, it doesn't have to be something you work hard at, but... Maybe I was born with musical talent, but Mm -hmm. maybe I was also born with, like, talent to be a doctor. And I never went to med school, so we don't know. But I just know that I worked really hard to be good at this thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't think it's fate. Sarah, what do you think? We've Mm. kept you out of this because you were drinking your alcohol. It's true. Thank God (laughs) for it. And now I'm in the hot seat. No, I don't know. 
I don't because you want to say, oh yeah, we have free will, but then like, what if all of our free will is like predestined by somebody? And so it feels like free will to us, but it's really not because mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Like, like there's so many realities, so like it could happen eventually kind of thing. Or just like it's already like somebody's written down what's going to happen and the idea of you being like, I'm going to choose this. It's like, yeah, Sarah was going to choose it. Like, in, in you know. Staying it, home and playing Switch? I mean, come on, that's classic. I wonder, though, sometimes with people that are really successful and feel like the, it's their given right. Like, mm-hmm. this was my fate in life. No, and I'm always like, stupid. you just, either you were lucky or maybe you had nepotism or maybe you just, like, really worked hard. But, like, don't discount that. Whereas yeah. also the people, I think, that are down on their luck. Sometimes they use it as a, like, well, it's meant to be. And it's like, well. It's a reason not like, to do Or things. maybe you're down on look in your luck for a whole host of things, which might be out of your control, but not necessarily fate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there is, but maybe they tie into the parallel worlds. Maybe. You've brought us back around. I well, do. Like the princess uh, and the pauper. But it's like the same world, but it's like different realities. Anyway, I don't know. That's a stretch. <laughs> that is a stretch. But no, it's I. I just love it. It's good conversation. Mm. But we don't have all night. <laughs> That's fine. Well, since I'm very excited to share this one. Yes, thing. go for it. Okay, us. all right. Heck yeah. So I have been saving this topic for this particular episode, and our. Uh, Uh, More frequent listeners will know I almost always talk about at least one book, and usually two books. But today I have two TV series for you because that's what I found. So, all right. Um, So, (laughs) yes. So one of my favorite series of all time is uh, the TV show Fringe. Come the theme song for us. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, I don't know order. I would. I did. I and then, and now it's out of my brain because you asked me. Oh, okay. <laughs> It has a good theme, though. But anyways. Uh, so Fringe uh, premiered in 2008, and it went till 2013. It was originally created by the people at Bad Robot, like J.J. Abrams, Alex Kurtzman, and Roberto Orsi. Um, it was originally pitched as a cross between Law and & Order and Lost. And Lost was still <laughs> happening at this time. So it was like freaky mystery of the week type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it then evolved into just long storyline because they realized they had a cult following and that was like more interesting. And so they were like, you know what? We have the followers we have. Like, let's make the best show possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if we don't get more ratings, we don't or get more ratings. And um, despite being like a low watched show at the time, Fox like... The one good thing Fox has done in a long time uh, was let them finish their story. So they have five seasons, and they were able to finish it exactly how they wanted to, That's and like so planned awesome. it out. That almost never happened. Yeah, and it was because like the fans kept leading like campaigns and like coordinating around the world. This was when I was actually on Tumblr and really big into it. And like there were campaigns on Tumblr that started that literally like people from all over the country would like flood the Fox like mailboxes and that's how it kept it on the air. It was like one of the most successful like fan uh, pitches to keep it going. Yeah. Nice. So um, it also uh, has uh, two comic books that go with it, which one, I have both of them. One is not very good, but the other one is. And then three novels, which I've heard are atrocious. So don't (laughs) read those. (laughs) Um, So Fringe uh, stars Anna Torv, um, Joshua Jackson and John Noble. Um, Anna Torv, if you watch Mindhunter, she's the tremendous um, actress on that. Joshua Jackson, you know, 
our generation knows him from Dawson's Creek, but he's done a lot of things. He also wrote one of the graphic novels with the tie-ins, which I thought was cool. And then John Noble, of course, um, was the worst character in Lord of the Rings, but he's a delight in this one. Mm So, um, And then Jessica Nicole is another one that's on there, too. So... Anna Torf starts as Olivia. She's an FBI agent. And it starts out where something happens to her partner, who you learn in the first episode, like they've had an affair going on. Like something weird's happening. His like something's going on with the skin. And she's like trying to find a cure and nobody's giving her answers. So she discovers that there was a similar experiment done. But the guy who did it's been locked in a mental institution for years. And that's John Noble's character. And the only way to get him out is if a relative gets him out and is like his caretaker. And that's Joshua Jackson's character, who has been living as like a con man and like doing this stuff all around. And he's like a genius, but like hasn't applied himself. So (laughs) she basically uses the power of the FBI to be like, you're going to break your father out of this and solve this and let's do it. And then um, and like John Noble is like mentally ill, but like quirky and hilarious, but also just... He's a genius. So um, so they, they start there and there's kind of like a mystery of the week. And it doesn't end that first episode the way like Olivia thinks it'll end. So she ends up kind of teaming up with them and becoming like this little family. And then Jessica Nicole, she plays a character named Astrid, who's like very smart, but somehow kind of gets like stuck with the scientist all the time. But <laughs> um, so they the first season is pretty much exclusively like every episode is a standalone. There's Mm -hmm. like one maybe, I think, that ties in. But you start to realize that like Peter, who's played by Joshua Jackson, has like another, there's something weird about him and his dad won't say what it is. But then also Olivia's got kind of a backstory too. And like they all somehow connect and they're kind of leading to that. And then in the second season, they start really exploring that. And I'm going to give a big spoiler because otherwise, why would we be talking about on Parallel Worlds? <laughs> I'm going to give a lot of spoilers this episode, but so just be aware. But, like, I don't think it'll ruin your experience because, the, it again, it's been out since 2008. Like, and you've had more than enough time. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so um, the, you discover that when Peter was a baby... Um, he got very, very sick and he died. Oh. And his father was so upset, he found a way into a parallel world <gasps> and stole the other Peter. Okay. And Peter oh doesn't know that he's from that world for quite a long time. You also know that while he was doing it, kind of Stranger Things-esque, which we'll get to later, uh-huh. um, they were experimenting on certain children to like see if they could create these things and find things in the parallel world and olivia was one of these children so that's how they're connected so olivia is kind of like if you've seen stranger things like 11 grown up and became an fbi agent (laughs) and like kind of forgot her childhood like how that happens in this found family so you see the parallel worlds later on there's also like it's just it's it's wonderfully plotted. Like, there's legit no plot holes in this thing. Like, Maybe. they just figure it out. And they have, like, eventually they do have to play, like, doppelgangers and, like, stuff from it. And Anna Torv's, like, performance as two Olivia's is just probably, like, I mean, Tatiana Maslany in Orphan Black is great at the I clone mean. thing. I think Anna Torv has her beat because, like, at some point, they're, I mean, because they're both FBI agents, but they're both different. And sometimes they're pretending to be the other one. Oh. So she has to be, like, this one playing the other one. And, like, 
the like little quirks that she puts in, like she is by far like one of my favorite actresses from just this show. And then now I've seen her on Mindhunter and she's really they, good there too. They do that in Orphan Black as well. Yeah. 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 Like, it is like so funny. And like so great. Maybe we'll do a doppelganger. We, we can talk about uh, clones or doppelgangers. Yeah. And like I know Tatiana's big in like She Hulk right now, but like watch her start in Orphan Black. But like Orphan Black. But yeah, and also like Anatar's from Australia, so she has to do it all in a different accent mm-hmm. than her own. And I'm always like, yeah, go for it. Like <laughs> everything's I love it. Um, but it's just like it's beautiful in like its plotting is great. It's hard to follow in the way of like you need to pay attention, but it's never like I have no idea what's going on type mm-hmm. of way. The found family aspect is beautiful. Lance Reddick comes on a little bit more. He's like the really tall, mysterious guy from Lost. And he's also, <laughs> he's in the motion capture if you've played um, oh, no, Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. Like he's the, the guy from that. And so he has this big booming voice and he's <laughs> just kind of like, what now do you need? And like at one point mm-hmm. they have all these weird episodes. One, se- one season they have like a musical episode because they all get yes. like, they're all on like high on something. <laughs> Another one is an LSD episode where yeah. he takes LSD and then like it turns into like a cartoon Good. and stuff. So mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. um, Leonard Nimoy is one of the rival scientists at one point. It's like his last <laughs> yeah. acting gig and he loved the like show so much that he came on and did it. So I just... It is my favorite, like, it's my favorite drama ever. I still think, like, Parks and Rec mm-hmm. might be, mm-hmm. you know. So or, like, it holds up still today. Like, we went to You know, I haven't watch watched it in a few years, but I've watched it, like, two or three times through. Um, I wanted to kind of go back and do it again. But I'm sure it would hold up. Also, like, the isolation tank thing, like, that was there. Like, Stranger Things got a lot from this show. And that all came from an 80s show called Altered States. But that's a whole other thing. And it's really <laughs> weird. But, yeah. So the show is called Fringe. It was on Fox. Fox? Fox. <laughs> it was on Fox. Um, I don't know. It's on a streaming somewhere. I think it's Prime now. The problem is they didn't put it on streaming back then. And everybody's like, we'll get more viewers this way. But it didn't happen. Because mm-hmm. streaming wasn't quite as big in 2008. So... Last question, which yes. is, what is the uh, device or mechanic to uh, jump parallel worlds? Is that too big of a spoiler? Um, I would say it's the Do scientist it. creates it, and mm-hmm. I don't want to say more than that. Oh. Yeah, because I've already said too much by spoiling the yeah. Peter thing, but yeah, it would right. be weird to mention the show and what not talk that? about how we got to parallel worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, I mean, I, I also mentioned it because some people didn't like the first season as much. And because it was not, it was kind of like when they started X-Files. I was going to say, say, I think I, after I finished X-Files, I was like, this is going to be pretty much the same. And I watched like three episodes and I was like, I can't do this right now. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm you, emotionally compromised. You definitely have to watch the first season. So it's not like you can just skip it because otherwise you wouldn't understand the family dynamics and like what's happening. Mm-hmm. But just know that if you're a person that wants something more serialized and has like an end point, like it, it definitely shifts more to that. Um, in season two. In season two, for sure. Especially the second half of season two, they kind of like started to do Monster of the Week, but it would tie into it. And then they were like, okay, let's just do an episode on this. Um, and then it's like, here's the, you know, the yeah, content for episodes. the episode. Yeah. You know, well, it's be a heavy one. Right. And like, while it is J.J. Abrams and people that did Lost, a lot of the problems with Lost don't exist in this because they turned it over to other people. Mm. And so it was kind of their concept. And then they just were like, hey... 
you have, have this. It. Yeah, so the problems of like all these unanswered questions and like that we're plaguing lost aren't in this. She said that everything like wrapped up. Literally really well. everything. Like it is the most that satisfying ending. Oh yeah. Okay. And I weeped yeah. like a baby. And yeah. then I weeped every time I watched it after. <laughs> I know weeper, that. Weeper. I will <laughs> like yeah. Also I will say that Cabin in the Woods got some of their inspiration from Fringe too. Huh. Like okay. um it is a, sometimes there's a bit of body horror, but it's not extreme because it was in primetime television. Right. So if you like X, if you liked the X Files, you will definitely like the show. If you want something that's like a darker procedural, but like also really funny, like John Noble is hilarious. Like he's like sometimes he's just wandering around and like he'll be high on something. And they'll be like, "What do you do?" He's like, "Oh, I made a concoction." And, I did this. <laughs> and, and like he just listens to all this great music. So there's always like '70s and '80s bands going on. And, like the soundtrack's really good, and mm-hmm. um, like everything is thought out and planned and there are no plot holes and they there's a slight time travel thing at one point but like again it fits in with the it's not like they're not time traveling like a time jump oh, time and like jump. so um but like there's also like these observers from like they don't know what they are they don't have any hair or eyebrows but like no. they they start to notice they're like always watching the things in the area like where the monster of the week is mm-hmm. and then if you go back into early episodes you can find them it's like where's waldo and then oh. they come into a big story How cool. and they're played what the lead ones played by michael Cerveris, who's like broadway guy so he was sweeney todd mm-hmm. And nice. Juan Perón. I want to watch it. Yeah, and it's I have wonderful. Not to watch it's one of those shows that slipped by me when I was younger. So yeah, I mean, if you just like like, even if you're not sure and you're just like, wow, I just really want like a well thought out show with incredible actors. Like this will fit that bill too. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's like a love story and a triangle and drama, but it's really, it's about the science and the mystery. But it was so. set in 2008, right? 2008 to 2013, yeah. Yeah, it's not like a futuristic one. Yeah. Until it is. And then it's not again. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? Oh, goodness. But yeah, well, and the parallel world is very fleshed out, which is why I picked it. So, very nice. So there's my long... Short, I know because so. I feel like you were really passionate about both of them, and I—I I mean, I really like the ones that I picked too. But like, I—I I appreciate listening to somebody talk passionately about what they love. My notes um, are very small. <laughs> I just have like a little synopsis for this one, but um, so I chose uh, *Alice in Borderland*, um, which is a 2020 sci-fi thriller on Netflix, based on the manga by Haro uh, Aso, Aso, um, and it's. Not really about parallel worlds, but they end up in a parallel world. I was going to say, you're so. not following the theme. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> um, it's there, it's there, I promise. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just literally give, I know you were like, never like tell a thing, but I'm going to tell a thing. because I told a really big spoiler. I, when we learned about <laughs> Peter, everyone was like, what? <laughs> Tumblr so, lost its mind. I, everybody. <laughs> oh, Tumblr. <laughs> everybody was really into Squid Game. And so they will compare this TV show to Squid Game, um, but they're they're kind of different. They're both Asian dramas. This oh. one's set in Japan. That one was set in Korea. Oh, so it's not animated? It's not. No, it's live action. <gasps> what? It's really good. Like, it's, we really like this. It's show. heavy. It is very heavy. If I'm not going to like be like so If heavy, you said it's but... compared to a Squid Game, like, I'm, I'm listening. I would say Squid Game is heavier for sure. Yeah. But it's, it's very heavy. Okay. Um, but it's about basically these group of kids that get trapped in a parallel world or an alter reality where they have to play these death games 
And if they survive the game, they are given a card, which is like also known as visas. And the number of like uh, soup that's on the card is how many days that they have. Um, and so they have to go and play. Like the first one is like this maze where they go through and there's like a live door and a die door. And if you pick the wrong door, you get a laser goop face and you die. Oh. And it's great. And they it's very and it's great. I would not recommend it to our friend. Right. Every time I call the podcast. <laughs> you know, he's um, doing better, he's, and I don't think he'll appreciate you calling him out every um, episode. I'm just trying to be you, like... <laughs> I'm you can help. make your own choices, sir. Um, so, so the very, very top of the show, there's three characters. There's Arisu, who is this, like, uh, computer guy. He's kind of lazy. His, his family is like, go and get a job. Why are you being so lazy? So he leaves his house. Then there is... Um, Karube, who is having an affair with his boss's girlfriend, and he gets decked right in the face in the very top of the show. And then there's uh, Chota, and he's just like a nerdy office guy. And they're all having this terrible day. So they are like texting back and forth with each other, and like, guys, like, my life sucks, blah, blah, blah. And they all meet up, and it's very cute. And it's like nothing like the whole entire show, because it's, again, at the very top of the show. And they're like, oh, like, whatever, even if we're having a terrible day, we can still have fun. And so, like, Kurobe lifts up Uruzu on his uh, back and they start like goofing off and then they like cause a car accident and this like busy downtown street in South Korea. So they run away from the police and go and hide in a bathroom. Then a blackout happens and they open the door and everybody is gone. Mm -hmm. And they are in this alternate reality where they're stuck playing these death games and i'm literally going to say nothing else it's interesting there's so many other characters there's great games they're also different than uh squid game so i definitely say if you like squid game give it a chance um but it's it's so good and it's sad we never did our squid game episode we will one day when <laughs> season two comes out yes, yes. <laughs> when i can muster up the courage to watch it again because it's so oh, that one episode <laughs> i mean they're all bad. weeping and weeping and weeping <laughs> like there is an episode kind of like that in this show where we took a break. <laughs> we were like, okay, we're time like, to okay. not be watching this show. We have to take a break. We will see when Squid Game, when that, when that episode came on, we were like, hmm. We're Between this it. one and Squid Game and the one in the school with the zombies, they are having some really dark releases oh, from Korea lately. We still like, have to not finish that one. one episode left. So I have bad. to be in the right brain space, and I'm so rarely I keep there. waiting because yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And now I'm That's about to go back to school, and I'm like, I'm it's definitely really ready. Well done, Watch it over like, Christmas break when you're sick of your kids, <laughs> and you're like... And it's dark outside, and the depression's already set in. That's right. Perfect. You can't perfect. get any sadder. This um, sounds interesting. It, I highly recommend it. I also would recommend watching it in the original uh, Japanese because it's just like... Oh, it's Japanese. I said yeah. Korean. I'm sorry. No, no, It's okay. Squid Game wow. is South Korean and then Alice in Borderland is Japanese and they're just... They're both really good. Just how good. Heavy. Uh, they're also getting another season, aren't they, Matt? They are. Because they, it ended on a cliffhanger, mm -hmm, as I recall. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm intrigued. Yeah. See. <laughs> That's See? a callback. Yeah. See or no? You See know what? Know. We didn't. We did not do our spring episode, C. so we did not do our fourth round of C or no. We but that's okay. To, we will. We will we'll yeah. do our spring episode in the middle of like October. Wouldn't that be so great? <laughs> and it has, whatever we pick has to have a spring in it, like oh, a no. slinky or like a couch. So I call Toy Story. Story. <laughs> <laughs> How Good. boring of both of you. Listen, he was the. That's what I got. That's literally <laughs> all I got. All right, well, I'm going to do my first one, which is also short, mostly because it's very complicated, um, and I also don't want to give that much away. 
Um, so Blake Crouch is a writer who writes a lot of sci-fi, and he, the first one I read by him was Dark Matter, which also would, yes. Like Barty Crouch? Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off, but I wanted to put that joke in there. I don't like that. Anyway. <laughs> this isn't our Blurry Blotter episode. Soon. Coming soon. So Dark Matter, which could also fit into the parallel worlds, um, because he writes a lot of, like, sci-fi and, like, in intertwines, like, science with, like, concepts that we don't have yet, but, like could why not an interesting um but this one i like this one a little better recursion um and also i think it applies a little bit more um i i stole a description of it from his website because i was like i'm gonna try to describe what's happening (laughs) oh no oh no 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 so (laughs) because a lot happens in it so in recursion barry sutton is a detective with the nypd new york city has in the past eight months seen a new type of affliction called false memory syndrome that leaves its victims with strange memories of other lives. So essentially, people with false memory syndrome remember things that did not, like, didn't happen, but they still have the memories of them. That would suck. Yes, it does. (laughs) Um, Sounds like trauma waiting to happen. It it is. Um, And then, on the other hand, there's a character named Helena, who's a scientist whose mother has Alzheimer's, and she's working on research involving human memory and mapping the human brain. Um, And what she's trying to do is build a device, a chair specifically, that can store and replay memory. So her mom has, like, Alzheimer's, so she wants to be able to, like, pull up her mother's memory and, like, show it to her. Mm -hmm. Um, And what happens is she finds a way to travel back. Like, they map out a memory, and what happens is uh, if you—I think if you die in the chair, you reemerge in the memory with all of your memories from being in the chair— and then from that point on, you can make different decisions and it affects Ooh. the outcomes of things. And so the false memory sy- uh, syndrome is when when the person who went back into the memory gets to the point where they would have gone into the chair. All yeah. of the things that happened in that time suddenly appear in everybody's memory. And so it's a lot of like Ooh. jumping and like it's real. it's kind of confusing cool. but like it's yeah but it's so well done and so it's like them jumping and trying to change things and trying to keep you know the false memory system or syndrome why can't i say the word syndrome like to a minimum and not doing a very good job and like going back further going back to the same memory and trying to do something and like and like the cop had a tragedy happen in his life so he's going back to try and undo that but then when he undoes that like when he gets to the point where what had happened didn't happen and the people involved, all of their memories come back. They have all of that trauma and they, mm-hmm. you know, their identity is mm-hmm. messed up and it's oh, it just dang. like a mess, but it's so, so, so good. Is it hard to follow? Um, no, because I read it on, I mean, yes, but no, I read it in the park on my phone. Well, it's pretty short too, isn't it? Like it's, for yeah, all I of them. I think that. it was like 350, maybe 400 pages, somewhere in there. I just know that the book is skinny on the shelf that we it's, have upstairs. It's very, <laughs> very, very good. Yeah. And anything by um, Blake Crouch, who just put out a new one, but I have, uh, I'm in the waiting line on Libby for it. Who's your favorite character? Uh, it's not characters that I like, it's the concepts. Mm-hmm. And what is the, oh, it's, so it's like a chair to get back in time? Yes. Yeah, so, so, so you have to like, kill them, though. To yeah, get you in. die in like a, sub, they do like a submersion. I don't remember all a of back it. Back that <laughs> Like you, it, yeah, it's like a um, sensory deprivation where like it's like the body temperature and then 
they and they have like a lot of like moral quandary about like oh we're killing this person but not really because they're going to reemerge back in the memory that they mapped and like it also it like goes through how they develop the chair and how they figure out that it's not just like memory recall but also like travel and so it is kind of time travel but it's also parallel because like there's all these worlds that like they call them dead worlds when they when that timeline doesn't like exist anymore mm-hmm. it's like dead memories mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. there's, like, a point at the end where um, they've been trying to figure out how to make things right. And they've lived, like, six, seven, eight lifetimes. And all their memories are, like, all jarbled together. And it's, like, really awful. And so it has a really good ending, though. Mm-hmm. How long is the book? Uh, 350 to 400, something like that. She didn't like your answer the first time. I know. It's fine. I'm getting, like, flushed because I'm, like, so excited. <laughs> and we've had so much alcohol. I know. <laughs> I Filling up over there. Well, I had left, some left in the can, so I was topping us off. But yeah, so I recommend that. I'm sure his new one is great. The two that I've read by him have also been great. And he did the Wayward Pines yes. series, too, which oh. I bought for my husband, and then neither of us have read it yet. Sarah might buy. There's so many books to read on the I world. Know. <laughs> I know. Um, it's also getting, I don't know when, but it's going to get a Netflix movie and series. Ooh, um, series. It's in early development, so there's, like, no casting or any, like, any trailer or anything like that. But mm-hmm. the people attached to it are Shonda Rhimes and Matt Reeves. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Not one of Shonda's usual fare. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you should read it, and then we should all talk about it. Because okay. it's so Now I want to read it. Like, I mean, I've owned it so the fact and Zach kept telling me to read them so we were having um, an episode about books suggested from other people so we could do that mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. but I've already talked about it As so like you can't episode. use it I That's could read true. one of the other Blake Crouch books That's on our bookshelf um, and then you guys can just one of you can read an Adrian Tchaikovsky book oh, I have it I just I feel yeah, like yeah. it's gonna be too much too many words I'll do it there are a lot of words the There's one so I'm reading many. right now is large it's a large boy um, he does have some novellas that are really good. Hand me a novella. I'll read it in four months. <laughs> I read so slow. I like reading. I just read so slow. I'm just overwhelmed at this point, but that's okay. Um, yeah. yeah. I read them on my phone. So, that's like, just, I read the yeah. first two Sen Lin Sen books because you talked about them the last time we recorded. And, man, what a great She's powered through them. Yeah. And now there's no more on Libby. So, I'm like, okay, I guess I'll borrow a Paul Trembley. <laughs> <laughs> or just steal it from me. It's true. It's true. It is a large book. You're it's, like, I think, oh, even bigger. Really? Yeah. <laughs> good for you. I, my reading has not been as good lately, which on summer break, usually I power through a bunch. But I think I've just been like zoning out because I know school's starting soon. So the main character of that, the main character of that book reminds me of Arthur, I think is his name from Hitchhiker? House of the Cerulean Oh, State. or that. Is that his name, the main character? Or is Linus the, yes, Baker? Linus. Yeah. Arthur is the guy who runs this. And when you said Arthur, the first thing I thought of was Arthur because we listened to all those themes <laughs> <laughs> yesterday. Oh my. But he's oh my. just so delightful. And so are all the other characters. They, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to jump, though. That book, when he spilled lettuce and the salad dressing on his shirt, that's when I fell in love with that character, Linus Baker. Just like a bumbly guy. Oh, we're at Cerulean Bumbly guy kind of doing his best is, like, peak character. I yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, do you want to do honorable mentions? Sure, we can do honorable mentions. Okay. I have a whole bunch. Oh, yeah. Um, so. I bet we'll have some crossover. All right, so I'll do a couple comics, and then I'll we'll move on to then. It's not just me talking for a while. I don't know. Um, so I feel like comics do this a lot. And I don't know if it's just because it's an easy way to write something mm-hmm. like where you can 
do artsy things and mm-hmm. cool universes. But one that's kind of a parallel world, but the more you read it, you kind of learn more about it, is Black Hammer, which is um, by Jeff Lemire. And it's put out on Dark Horse, and it's a bunch of superheroes that find themselves trapped on a farm in a small (laughs) town, and they're all like, what the hell? (laughs) And so some of it's them that are just like, well, I guess we live here now. And then the rest (laughs) of them are like, this sucks. And like, one of them is a girl who like, she is like Golden Gal, and when she turns into her superhero self, she goes back to herself as a kid when she got her powers. So now she's stuck as a kid, and they keep making her go to school, but she's like a chain-smoking 50-year-old lady. Um, another one's like an alien who has to stay in his like disguise because, again, like he looks like an alien, and the townspeople would be like, what's happening? And then there's like a witch that lives in her hut that's kind of a, a villain but kind of works with them, and she just like doesn't associate with anyone and is just like, leave me alone. Um, so that's Black Hammer, and it's pretty good. Um, they just, like, not revived it because it only went away for, like, half a year. But they just started again, and it's okay. But the first, like, couple volumes are tremendous. There's also another one by Jeff Lemire, which is Gideon Falls. And it's, like, there's, like, a mystery with a black barn, and it is the hardest thing to describe other than I can say there's time travel and the creepiest horror guy that haunts him that's like always grinning like Chester Cat but he kills people and there's this guy that's like losing it because he keeps like seeing a vision of a black barn and then you realize that the black barn exists and it's like a portal to other dimensions and like timelines and it's just like (laughs) it's so hard to explain and it finished it now and like the artwork is great and creepy and like I don't know if you like horror and sci-fi you would like this but if you only like one of those you probably (laughs) wouldn't um and then the other graphic novel i could think of was uh once in future which i think i've talked about before on a mythology episode and Mm -hmm. it's where like the characters from old like english folklore are coming back and there's like an underworld so it's like sort of a parallel world but they can get there and then it kind of flips to where like, like an upside down type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's ending in November. Wow. And it seems like it was kind of going to the end, but there will be like four or five volumes of it. So nice. it's ending at a good time. What are yours? Well, I was going to say Ooh. you could add paper girls to that as well. Is it parallel or is it time travel? You know, that's fair. It's, it is time probably travel. time travel more than parallel world, but it is really cool that they get to meet themselves as older um, people. I have not watch the series um so i had dark which we talked about way back when because that's uh, again is that is that parallel world is that time travel maybe that's more time travel than parallel that's also time travel i could be wrong i don't know how to answer this without spoiling things (laughs) so i'll just sit here and say nothing but i'll say Um. maybe it's a great suggestion <laughs> you should watch it regardless. We should go back and watch oh, it. So good. It's so much though. Um, then I have I say the first season is pre- just time travel. <laughs> We've seen the first season. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen part of the second season. Uh WandaVision, which is definitely um a, a like a created world. Oh, so yeah. in a world yeah. in a way it is a parallel world. And then I had Stranger Things, even though I haven't really we haven't gone back. But we like, might talk about that one. I mean someone might be doing a second <laughs> What? 
Um, and then if you recall, Sarah had a quote on an episode when we talked about time or talked about uh, space travel. She talked about Rick and Morty. She said, I might have boned myself if we ever do parallel worlds. So I thought I mentioned Rick and Morty because that's <laughs> very funny because that show is all about parallel worlds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there was a new movie that just came out called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh, I really want to see it. Oh, it's my so God. It's, it's Michelle Yeoh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah she's crazy. It's like in a good way. You'll cry. Mm-hmm. You'll laugh. You'll cry. And it also has Stephanie Shu, who uh, was Sue, and uh, she was in SpongeBob SquarePants. She played yeah. Karen, and she was also in there's Marshall. googly eyes. Yeah, right? and there's googly eyes everywhere. <laughs> but there's a bunch of different worlds that they go to. Like this is a prime example of people kept saying like this was better than the new Doctor Strange movie, and they did it better. It <laughs> is multi multi world. I saw the recently it came out because of this movie. They've been interviewing her, and they. She said something about, like, why she wasn't cast in um, uh, Kill Bill in, like, the, um, what is it, the the girl that plays the Chinese-American mm-hmm. um, in the first one. What about. is her name? She's, like, Lucy Liu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Lucy Liu's character. Like, I don't have that um, I And so that. they were in, like, and I said she's Chinese-American because it's a big plot point. But so, like, um, they, she said that the reason why Quentin Tarantino didn't cast her is because he said no one would believe that anyone would kick her ass. Fair. <laughs> and I was Aww. like, you know what? That's fair. Like, she had just done, like, maybe not just, but done Crouching Tiger. And she was they were like, yeah, no, I don't think you're... <laughs> Yeah, so um, what about you, Sarah? So Loki, obviously, the TV show has lots of, lots of parallels. Um, But obviously, I spoke about it during something. Mythology. Mythology, yeah. Either that or superheroes. Um, Also Coraline, which I I think I did speak about during our Neil Gaiman episode. Um, There's Dark Matter by Blake Crouch, which I spoke about. And then, oh, Narnia. And what was the other one? Narnia and I can't remember. I was going to say uh, The Umbrella Academy, not to, like, do any spoilers, because oh, yeah, that people have not watched it, and I haven't watched it either, but, like, there's, like, a point where, like, yep, this is definitely... I should at least finish the first season. It's pretty good. I, I've watched most of it. I just, I, since I read the the comic, I know what happens, so it's not like I'm waiting, like, ooh, what's going to happen to them? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember. Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> so yeah. you looked at the text change. I did yeah. look at the text change. Well, it was, was when you said Alice in Wonderland, I was like, huh, Alice in Borderland. I did read some not so great things about Lewis Carroll, though. So I was like, maybe I don't. Maybe we just need to do a Death of the Author podcast should, episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a couple of books, too. Um, but before that, I put Donnie Darko, question mark. It did come up on lists. Is it? Or is it time travel? Or is I think it just time travel because he doesn't go somewhere new? I think it's just right or just weird. <laughs> Maybe it's a liminal weird, space. Weird. It's a weird movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I put question mark. Uh, a couple of books. There's one called Downworld uh, by Rebecca Phelps, which was billed as like um, if you like Stranger Things and Parallel Worlds, read this. And it's like a YA book, and it was pretty good. There were some things that I was like, eh, but. Sometimes, like, tropes in YA happen because they sell books, so... It's true. Um, it was... It's good. They, like, find... It. There's, like, another entrance to a world in this, like, random closet in the part that nobody goes into in a high school, and then people have been going in there, and then they've created, like, an alternate universe that's wild. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's not bad. Um, there's another one that I will be talking about on our second time travel episode, which is called The Future of Another Timeline where they keep going back in time. But the reason why it's parallel worlds is because um, once they change the timeline, they have residual memories 
left over from it. So false like they have the, yeah, like uh, false memories or like, hey, how many of you remember this happening? And how many of you remember? So they kind of do that. And then the other one, or no, I have Invisible Library series, which is fine. It's like time travel and parallel worlds. And she looks for books in other universes (laughs) and like the same version or the same book in different worlds that might be slightly altered Mm because it's in a different universe. Mm -hmm. But there's like a dragon guy. I don't know. It was okay. And then my last one was The Hollow Places by T. Kingfisher. Also thinking The Midnight Library. I haven't read that one yet. Is oh. it? Is it good? Yeah, I, I have a it. copy of that. You gave it to Autumn tomorrow. Oh yeah. The, I oh yes. In the ten thousand doors of January. Yes, there's that one too. Oh, but yeah, yeah. maybe Autumn liked it. I don't know. She didn't. She was like, I don't have time to read okay. this. Get this back. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll see. Her. I but, the Midnight Library. But the Hollow Places is excellent. It's a horror book um, where they find out like a liminal space. Uh, world. I love the character thing. Name that we do, yeah. I'm, name dropping. I am. Hard. I keep dropping because they're like so tied in though. Mm-hmm. It's this alternate world that she discovers like in her uncle's it's so like good. shop and it's so creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. Anything else? I have uh, a couple animes actually. One is uh, Quella, Madoko, Magica, Magi. I probably said that out of order but there's a lot of, I don't know, again, if it's like parallel worlds or if it's time travel but i think it's like resetting the same world happens in that also it's so sad and so good it's very good and then steins gate there's mm, mm-hmm. definitely um parallel worlds in that because there's there's again like time travels there's different timelines um and then erased is another one but again like what a terrible ending for an excellent I anime no don't you hate that yeah um, endings are hard that though. is why i won't watch the paper girls <laughs> series mm. <laughs> i'm Gosh, so mad first episode good, yeah though. It was, didn't make me want to watch the rest of them. I cannot remember the last time a book and or series made me so mad that I chucked it across the room. It's Endings yeah. are hard. And that one, they didn't do well. We should have a worst endings ever. Literally, if they, just, they just needed to change the last issue. The Even last the volume part. was fine. It was yeah. just the last issue when I was like, are they... They're not going to do this. Are they going to do this ending? Oh, my God, they're going to do this ending. And then it's like... <laughs> weeping yeah it just it's, it makes me so angry there i cannot remember the name of it but there was a book that i read when i was pretty young before i knew about the idea of parallel worlds and i had thought to maybe try and look it up but i i remember so little about it except that um this girl woke up in her in a similar world to hers everything was just kind of slightly off and she'd switched places with like the guy version of her. So like oh. she ended up in his world and he ended up in her world. And oh. then they met at some point. And then I just don't remember anything else about it except That's that I was book? like, huh? I, yeah, like a YA, I think. Mm-hmm. But I was like, this is so awesome. I love this. Was it a different world or was it just body switching? Well, I mean, it was similar enough that she recognized the room as her room. She's like, this is my room, but it's like, Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. It is Parallel Worlds. I just mm-hmm. didn't look up. There is one that I've been meaning to read that's kind of like that called The Space Between Worlds that mm-hmm. I have the ebook of. And it's described. So here's some of the summary. It says, multiverse travel is finally possible, but there's just one catch. No one can visit a world where their counterpart is still alive. Enter Kara, whose parallel selves happen to be exceptionally good at dying from disease, turf wars, or vendettas they could not run. Her life has been cut short on 372 worlds in total. But on this earth, she's survived and is identified as an outlaw 
outlier therefore becomes a perfect candidate for multiverse travel. That's so and cool. And so, like, she becomes, like, a like a spy and, like, multiverse traveler so, like, or something. That is such a crazy concept to think about, like, your, like, primary Earth self died. So your clone comes in or your alternate reality. Well, I think to them, in. they're all their primary selves. Like, like in an alternate universe, they're not thinking, I'm the alternate Erica. They're thinking, I'm Erica. And exactly. then I'd be the alternate. But, like, what if I was just the alternate all along? And then I'm like, I'm from another world. Who knows which one the prime world is? I do. It's me. Who's the real Jerry? <laughs> 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 Moving on. Um, uh, so, as much as I love the next one, I'm not going to talk a huge amount about it because I feel like you've either made the decision to watch it or you have it and i'm going to say watch it so my um my next one is stranger things what? and i'm going to say to both of you what are you doing you need to watch We've this watched series the first two seasons oh my god how did you not watch the last two okay because i think by the time we got to the end of the second season it was just when the season had ended and so there's a lot of time between that and the okay next so the second season's not their best but on a rewatch right. it was better than i remembered it being um so i just did a complete rewatch of this we watched season four and then we're like i don't remember some of the stuff happening and we had all these shows we wanted to watch and we were like you know what let's go back and watch <laughs> change of things again and that so was- we did like two episodes a night for like a week or two and then when we got to season four because they're all like (laughs) really long we just had to do one at a time again um my cat watson also actively watched the entire rewatch and by that i mean like legit staring at the screen watching it so i really want to know who his favorite character is um it's not dustin though because he lets he lets a monster eat his cat rude yeah well, he didn't let it, but it did happen. Anyways, so if you are one of the, like, ten people in the U.S. that have not watched Stranger Things... One of the eight, then? <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've watched some of it, at least. That's Stranger true. Things is, if you like 80s nostalgia and um, kids fighting against a greater evil <laughs> in, like, this style of, like, It and... Um, E.T. and things like that. And I realize it and E.T. are vastly different, but they <laughs> are they? They're like, that different. I mean, there are similarities to them, okay? There's a bunch of kids and There's and stuff they shouldn't be dealing with. Yep. <laughs> and a bunch of, like, you know, adults that aren't helpful. Um, so it it's, it's created by the Duffer Brothers, and it starts out by starring, um, like, four or five really good kid actors and then a couple that are slightly older kids and there's something happening in the town of Hawkins, Indiana and um, you you meet a girl that is on the run and her head is shaved and she's like 10 or 11 and you realize that she has um, superpowers like telekinesis and things like that and the boys that find her are huge like D&D nerds. I'm not saying that you have to be a nerd to play D&D but in this case no, they, they are, you know, <laughs> And especially in the 80s, it's not as, like, wild, widely, um, like, talked about. And I think this probably helped bring D&D <laughs> back very popular, for sure. Yeah. You know, um, so they are playing D&D, and when they, like, are leaving, one of the kids gets abducted by something. So, and his name is Will, so concurrently you have this 
superpowered girl that comes into the boys' lives while they're looking for their friend, and they hide her in the basement. And then there's um, their friend Will, who's missing, and you start to learn that he is missing in what the kids term the upside down. And a lot of the terminology for the monsters and stuff come from D and D terms because mm-hmm. that's they're trying to describe it, and they're like using what, what they know, know yeah. you know. And so, like, even in the season four, they're talking about like this guy that can do stuff, and like he's a wizard. Let's call him Vecna because we just did a campaign against Vecna so, so um, yeah and like the Demogorgon is like their first main adversary because they don't know what else to call a monster with no face so they <laughs> call him a Demogorgon and there it goes um, <laughs> so there's um, the kids storyline is like the first main part then there's older kids which like the sister and the older like the older sister and older brother of two of the characters um, start working together and um, they're like juniors in high school or whatever and Played by, you know, like, 25-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Like you do. Like you do. <laughs> I mean, they all look about the same. I mean, with kid, I'm working with kids that age, they look pretty close. Um, and then, then there's the, like, adults. And the main two adults are uh, Joyce, played by Winona Ryder, and... My girl! Um, Hopper. And I talked about Winona Ryder's character in our Mother's Day episode, but didn't really talk about stranger things but so um so i cheated a little bit and i don't care (laughs) but um so like the first season the big thing is like trying to find will in the second season it's like hey we found will something's really weird with him (laughs) in the third season it's kind of like bigger things have moved on and then the fourth season like they're kind of scattered for various reasons and paired in different ways and um i just i love I think the seasons, like, one and four are, like, top tier. Mm -hmm. Three is really, really close and good. And then two is, like, always maligned. But it's just because it's not as good as the other three. But Mm -hmm. it's still, like, quality viewing. And um, the effects are pretty great. But for me, like, the the kids that are acting are wonderful. And season two brings Max into the fold, which she's a skateboarding awesome cool Redhead. person yes she was annie on broadway <laughs> good old sadie sink she was snubbed for an emmy nomination this year because her work was tremendous the name sadie sink is just you know great. there we go um sounds like a dnd npc yeah and i like that they like focus on some different kids depending on the season like season one like you have l and or 11 she just has a number as her name and mike are like the main kids and like dustin kind of takes the lead in season two and like you see him do stuff with like um some of the other characters and then robin comes in and she's played by uma thurman's kid maya hawk and she's really cool and then like Lucas's sister, Erica, becomes a regular character. I finally have a character I'm not ashamed of whose name is Erica. (laughs) And then in season four, um, we get two new people as well. And there's Argyle, who is like... Um, he works at a pizza place and he's a, he's stoned all the time and is Gosh. just like surfer bro and he's <laughs> awesome. And then there's also Eddie who is like now the head of the like high school D&D club and he's like hair metal guy and loves to like Metallica and Iron Maiden and things like that. And he's a really great character as well. So um, they keep bringing another one in. Another one. There's another adult, Murray, who's like a conspiracy theorist and he speaks Russian and that's very helpful in the Cold War. So <laughs> um, yeah, like it's just... It's lovely, and, like, we were watching the finale again the other night, and I was just, like, I turned to my husband and was like, yeah, the three kids in this scene are, like, the same age as a bunch of your high schoolers. And, like, he has a great theater program at his school, but I, like, 
you know, that just like shows how good they are. Cause I'm like, I've seen a lot of high schoolers act lately. And these, these kids, <laughs> like, cause like Lucas and um, Max kind of take the forefront in season four. So like they get their time to shine. And like, you realize that even though they might have been on the periphery, like, oh no, these actors are just as good. Like mm-hmm. they found some people. They weren't nominated for now. Did they they make a joke, like a time, like, oh, it's good to be back. Like, oh, it's been such a time since we've been here. Like, joke in season four, because it was... No, they just look vastly older. (laughs) I mean, although some high schoolers, like... I mean, I have a bunch bunch of eighth graders last year that were, like, six foot plus and looked like, like, if they had been working at Wegmans, I would have, like, not batted an eye. But I was like, oh, wait, they're 13. Like, you know, the kids just look old sometimes. And... I don't know. They just do their makeup so they look, like, less old, I think. And there's mm-hmm. one more season? Yeah. Yeah, one more season. Did it leave off on a cliffhanger? Yeah. It, like, resolved and then didn't. I don't know how to say it without spoilers. Well, like, at the end of season one, like, it resolved but didn't. Because, yes. Okay, so, yes. So, like, you know, like, when he's There's definitely, the mirror, like, you're not like, well, I don't need to watch season five. <laughs> like, you, you're like, wow. Things are not great we at this moment, but we know the end of this particular storyline, but they're going to have a bad time. Like, that's kind of where you are. <laughs> they're going to have a bad But, like, it's, I just, um, I I love all of the characters in it. I love Winona Ryder's character. Like, she's just a really strong mom. She's She's so good. She kind of has gotten out of the suburban mom and is a little bit like, she can do whatever she wants now, but I don't care because... She's She's a legend. Do you think that, like, that's her, though? I've just been listening to, like, lots of 80s music. If you watch season four, you'll (laughs) know why I've been just listening to Kate Bush. But, like, that Hounds of Love album that Max is obsessed with, I mean, I get it. I get it. (laughs) So, I just, you should watch, you, the two of you, and you, the listeners, should watch Stranger Things if you haven't. Don't knock it (laughs) just because it's like, oh, that's popular. I don't want to watch it. Like, it's popular for a reason. Popular because like, like I resisted Squid Game for a while, and then I was just like, oh, everybody's just fine. I'll finally watch it because everyone's talking about it. And then I was like, oh, they're watching it because it's really good. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with Stranger Things. They're watching it because it's really good. Mm-hmm. And some of the episodes in season four are like heart wrenching, like excellent acting. Also, I didn't even mention Nancy, and she's a badass, and I love her. And every time, every season, she gets a bigger gun, and I think it's <laughs> funny. She starts with a little pistol, and then by the end of season four, she's got a sawed-off shotgun <laughs> and her big, poofy 80s hair, and I love it. So Very nice. There's your spoiler without context. <laughs> I mean, I'm on Tumblr. I've seen lots of stuff. I haven't really seen any spoilers. I was, I accidentally spoiled myself by looking up if the Vecna was done with CGI or makeup. And then I saw too much, and I'm so mad. (laughs) So if you're watching it and you're like, how did they do this? Don't look it up. (laughs) Don't look anything up until you finished it. Yeah. That should be a rule of thumb anyways. I just, I thought that would be an innocent search, and it was not. Nothing on the internet is an innocent search. Makeup. Makeup or CGI. I thought it was just like, I just wanted to know the answer. Blah, blah, blah character that was dead is back. They never died. <laughs> and then there's just, like, a picture, like, like I just, I'm like, ah. Oh. I hate that. I've also done that where you're just, like, you're looking up something, and you're just like, what the H? 
show. It was such a big spoiler, too. And I was just, like, watching one of the episodes, and I was like, I'm so mad right now. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> but I did it to myself, so I have no so one to blame love. but myself. Mm-hmm. All right. Go watch Fringe and then watch Stranger Things. Or vice versa, but watch both of them. Mm. Yeah. Who's next? You. you. Me? All right. I am going to talk about. I am I'm going to talk about Burn by Patrick Ness very briefly because um, like Alice in Borderland, this is less about parallel world, although it does play a very big key in this book. I'm going to give a lot of spoiler warnings. Like this book is really good, but to be able to talk about it, like there's just going to be some spoilers. So um, <laughs> basically the story revolves around Sarah Dewhurst and her father, um, and they live in 19, uh, 1957 from Washington and this is a world in which dragons exist. Um, of course. And there is dragon cults and uh, prophecies and assassins. And, like, there's this... Um, basically, there's this uh, dragon prophecy that this dragon, Casimir, knows about. And he, like, comes into the life of Sarah Dewhurst and her father. Because in this world, if you're really poor, you hire a dragon to do your farm farming work. Which I was thinking, like, in this world, if there was dragons, wouldn't you think that you would pay lots of money for them to come do your farming work? I don't know. Farmers out there, you tell me. Um, But basically... To all uh, our farmer friends. (laughs) To all our farmer listeners, we appreciate you. Um, Basically, the story uh, focuses on their life. And so this dragon enters and basically is like, I know that there's this prophecy, so I'm going to protect you. And, like, Sarah Dewhurst is this, like, plain Jane girl. Um... And uh, her mother passed away earlier in the book and uh, has, like, a social political... Couldn't be a YA novel without (laughs) that. Her mom's black and her dad's white, so there's that whole, you know, portion of it. And then her best friend is Japanese, so it's during, like, the Cold War era. Um, So they kind of bond together and, like, you know, they kind of get a lot of hatred from the local sheriff. Um, Anyways, all of these stories kind of come to a head. And I know I didn't give you really any details, but, like, dragon, dragon cult... Parallel worlds, like you gotta, you gotta read this book. So everything is coming to a head in this big climatic portion, halfway through the book, and you're like, "This feels like this book should be ending now. Like, what's happening?" Then <laughs> basically, Surprise. there's like a shootout, and there's like yelling, and like bodies are on the floor, and then they like use this magic MacGuffin, this magic item, to get to a parallel world, and so they end up in another world where. Everything is, like, the same, but it's slightly different. And I remember reading a paragraph. (laughs) There's no dragons. And then, like, you also find out, like, really extremely evil people are, like, dragons in human suits. And it's very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I, like, the Invisible Library had dragons that could mask as humans. And it was, like, a known thing. And I'm like, I've literally never read this before. Yeah. Is that like a lore thing that I am not aware no. of? No, not specifically. It's just kind of like, oh, in, okay. In my DD campaign on Tuesday nights, there is a dragon character that does morph into a humanoid feature. So I maybe. Maybe um, it's like a more of a known thing. I don't but know. when she's in this parallel world, she ends up like on the same farm road where all of the chaos had just happened, but it's all gone. And it just describes, he describes, like, her looking at her farm and being like, oh, the cabbage field is, like, slightly to the left. Those hedges that are super short are now really tall, hiding the, like, the porch. Oh, the porch is missing this lantern or whatever. So it's, like, the same world, but things are, like, slightly different. And it's just so cool. And there's dragons burning cities and, like... (laughs) 
you know, father is like, has <laughs> father's Dragon. like, I need to Dragons and respect my suits. daughter. Dragon cults. <laughs> Two farms, slightly different. I know, I know. I'm not but both it. alike in dignity. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's... It's really great. It is a wine it's novel. The tea. It's, not, it's the tea. It's the tea. It's the whiskey. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was a really good book. Um, there's a prophecy. There's a oh, is there a is sequel there a or does it? No, wrap it's up? just a. It's just the one and done. Um, I've never read any of other Patrick Ness books, but I do want to go. I did get one of his this. books at the um, a used bookstore recently. Is it the one about the guy who died? And I don't like, know. What's I, it called? It, the monster calls or something. No, it's not something. I, I read that, that one on Libby. You liked it though, right? I, I liked it. Yeah, it's like an illustrated it. novel. Mm-hmm. It's not a. Gra- it, like I don't think it's described as graphic novel, but it has like a Make number sure. of illustrations. A lot of people on the internet, because I was looking up book reviews, like hate on this book, and mm. I just. Well, I'm sorry I gave you one that was hated, but I'm glad no, that you like, liked it. I really it. liked it, so I would I would definitely like read it again in the future. But that's bird. That's not a lot of detail, but like you should go read it. It's really good. <laughs> It sounds like a nugget. It, yeah. A nugget. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I'll do mine quick. You take your time. I'll do it's mine our quick own while podcast. taking my time. Take your time. Uh, so just Here's a little something. background is that I enjoy playing D&D. I don't really enjoy listening to D&D podcasts. And so our friend Tom loves listening to D&D podcasts and listens to a bunch of them. And one time I was like, hey, Tom, like, I want you to think really hard. Pick one D&D podcast that you think I'll like. And no matter what I think, I'll listen to it from beginning to end, the whole thing. And so we were walking, and he's like, That's hey. a quite yeah. a promise right uh, there. I mean, he came through, though. So he recommended this podcast to me. I think I have actually mentioned it because it has a really not that great <laughs> name. Um, but it's That's called, accurate. It's called Dungeons and Daddies. And their, their tagline is not a BDSM podcast, <laughs> which is great. Um, it is. And so... Uh, yeah, okay. So during a trip to a soccer tournament, four suburban dads and their sons are teleported into the Forgotten Realms. So the first season is, like I said, these four dads, they're five kids because one of them has two. They're in this van, they're driving to the soccer game, and then all of a sudden they're in the Forgotten Realms. Ooh. And and their, their sons are missing. So not only are they trying to get back to Earth where all their wives are in their life and everything, but also their sons are missing. So they have to go and find them. And it's this whole thing. And it is so good, especially the first season. They're in the middle of the second season right now. And it's still really good. But the first season is so, so, so funny and so good. Um, I can't really think of anything specific except that they do travel dimensions. hey Um, And it's funny and listen to it. It's all you're going to see. Because they travel from their, like, Earth, Earth world yeah. to, like, the DMV world. And then world. the second season, so I don't want to give anything away. But um, at the end of the first season, they do something and it unleashes like bad <laughs> and then they, had a, they had a big break and then when oh, they came bad. back this isn't really a spoiler but like the characters that they play in the second season are the great-grandchildren of the characters that they played in the first season mm-hmm. and so it's these four teenagers trying to fix what they what what they did at the end of the first season like the all the bad that they unleashed that yeah. happened um and they also jump dimensions, and there's a bunch of, like, twists. But it's just funny. But then it'll also have, like, really heartfelt and heavy moments. But for the most part, it's just a delight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, like, a there's like a stay-at-home soccer dad who's a barbarian. There's, like, a pot-smoking. <laughs> he has, like, a rock band. 
And he's a bard, obviously. Of course. So, um, of course. Ron Stampler is a stepdad, played by Beth May, who is a rogue. And then Will Campos plays Henry Oak, who is like a crunchy munchy. I think he was a druid. And it's just fun. And also, then Anthony, who is the DM, who voices a million hundred characters. And is just so funny and so clever. But then they have those gotcha moments. Really yeah, good. because they, like, make you comfortable, and they're like, yeah, come on for this show, sucker punch in the gut. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, here's a little cute thing, Whoa. you know? Well, and it's like, yes. you, you watch these four it's father true. figures, like, grow and change and, like, have to come to terms with things about their kids or, like, things that they've said or their own relationship with their father and how it messed them up and how, you know, not necessarily about parallel worlds, but just, like, interpersonal and just... Great. Mm-hmm. And they're funny. But they came from another world, so it counts. They did, yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. And good. that's Dungeons and Daddies. You can find it. It's a podcast. Um, How many episodes are there in season one? 69? <laughs> we don't even have that many after like a year and a half. It's true. But do you think podcasts for go for a while? Yeah. And then sure. I think they did like a little mini, like a pet one. With animals in between. I should do a really funny episode on her 69th episode. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Figure it out. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good podcast for people who want to learn about d I mean, they only loosely follow the rules, but good characters, good fun. I think that if you are somebody who likes d like, go to enjoy the podcast. Don't go to nitpick everything go watch stranger so. things first and then <laughs> yeah. and then listen to the podcast yeah. it's yeah. just purely entertaining if i i listen to it on my commute to work so emily what are you reading watching playing enjoying etc oh um i just finished a show called first kill which is a love story between a vampire and a monster hunter and they're both ladies it seems like that wouldn't work out oh and they got canceled (laughs) netflix canceled them of course course they they did they were like and it's netflix (laughs) it's very supernatural though which is like fine um i mean i I did enjoy supernatural for a very long time also watching um never have ever never have i ever which is uh about a, a an american indian high schooler who's like going through life and figuring her life out and making lots of stupid choices Yay. and there's love triangles Yay. and it's very like Yay. YA but like <laughs> Netflix um, I've also been watching an anime called the uh, Pacific Rim the Black and it's like Pacific Rim but anime I oh, guess oh I love I've Pacific never, Rim I want to watch it now that yeah. I've watched the anime I'm like got it you've never seen it Mm-mm. what oh it's We're so good it it's, um, it's reading, so silly and so good the book Satellite which is about three kids who were born in space and they are trying to get to Earth and it like was written weirdly because a, a high schooler kid is like writing it so like all of the U's and the C's are the, like the letters and and are like ampersands Hate um, that. So nope. really, nope. <laughs> it was, like, hard to read at first, but then you kind of get used to it. Uh, unlike I is, like, the letter I that's, or, like, um, a lowercase I. Yeah. It's, uh, like, so no, bad. I can't. It's, <laughs> I'm um, feeling my age, but. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's, I'm not really, I'm playing Animal Crossing. I've been back to Animal Crossing. So, watching the boys. Uh, very I think it's funny that you watch them so um, much. I'm just hit season three, so I'm almost caught up. And playing Cult of the Lamb, which is... It's a weird little game. <laughs> it's a weird little game. I'm, I'm not good at the dungeon part of it. I'm good at the everything else. Zach's been playing it, and I'll it's watch it. And I'm game. like, this is this is dark. <laughs> um, but I've kind of hit the point where I'm like, okay, I'm good. I need something else now. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm on the lookout for games. And then I I have been reading Sunlin Ascends, which you talked about in the, the last podcast, and it is excellent. It it reminds me of House on the Cerulean Sea a little bit, mm-hmm. like very found family, especially the second book is just great. Like you get to meet his crew, you get chapters and segments from their point of view, and there's a lot that's happening at the same time. Or like you go back and you see what has happened in a scene that you saw something later on, and you're like, okay, now it all kind of makes sense. So... I'm like, Erica, give me the Erica phone. recommendations are where it's at. I'm just throwing it out there. You have not steered me astray. I, I try not to. Um, I didn't want to interrupt you. Again. No, you're good. That's it. I have been uh, reading a couple books uh, that have not been released yet because oh, yay. That's a, that's it has happened. Yes, you've Our done. podcast world has grown enough to the point where NetGalley has deemed us and by us, I mean me, <laughs> worthy of reading um, advanced reader copies. And you um, pick, like, books that you're interested in. I didn't realize that if you click on a bunch, then they just, like, and you all get approved. You have, like, 60 days or something, like 50, to just read all of them. And I'm like, oh, no, now I have all these books to read. And I can cancel some of them. But, like, the ones I haven't read yet are the ones I was most interested in reading. So... I guess I'll do that. But um, so the two that I've read, I finished one. um, It's called Jackal and it's by Erin Adams. I think it's her first book. It comes out at the beginning of October and it's um, about a black woman that goes back to her like rural town and she starts like dealing with like kind of found memories and like repressed memories and stuff when um, one of her best friends is getting married and um, it's an interracial couple and their daughter, um, who's like the flower girl at the wedding, goes missing into the woods. And um, she starts doing some investigation because she feels partly at fault because she was like kind of watching her, but she was with other kids. So she like feels like it was fine. They're at a wedding and there's like the brother-in-law is like a cop. So there are all these cops around. So she's like, how could this daughter go missing? And she discovers that like, she remembers another black girl being taken when she was a kid and like something happened in her life then that she's kind of not really remembering. Mm. And she starts doing this like amateur detective stuff and realizes that like every year a black girl goes missing into the woods and like, you know, they say like, um, it was an accident animals got to the girl or she they mm. never found her or she ran away and there was always like there's a through line that she can't quite figure out. So like she kind of puts herself in danger because she really wants to find her godchild, but also like figure out what is happening. Um and That's it was awesome. it was like really, really good. I I five starred it and gave it nice. quite a nice review. And then the one that I'm reading currently is called Man Made Monsters, which I told you guys about, but not our listeners. So um it's I think also by a first-time author. Um, Her name is Andrea Rogers, and she's a a Native woman that has written an anthology of mostly, um, of stories about mostly a Native um, family throughout time, starting in, like, the early 1800s. It's definitely a horror novel, and while some of them aren't too bad, like, this is a book, like, if you haven't read horror, you shouldn't <laughs> start with this one. Um, the first story was brutal, and it was definitely, like, the most brutal. Um, Get your feet but, right yeah, Oh, yeah, like, you're like, oh, okay. But then, like, the kind of tapers off, so, like, if you can kind of go through that. But there's, like, vampires and werewolves and other just, like, 
um, mysterious things. There's like an allegory to Frankenstein. There's like, and so each one is further in time. And she has this like really cool uh, family tree at the beginning and this cool artwork that's been done. I wish I wasn't reading it on a, like a PDF. Like, so there's a reader that comes with NetGalley, but this one is literally in like scroll up PDF form. Uh-huh. And there's no chapters because it doesn't come out until the end of November. So like, I, if I had it in my hand, I think it'd be like Better. easier to read. I could see the pictures. I could like look back at like the family tree, and I can't do that right now. So that's like my only issue with it. But it wouldn't be an issue when it comes out. So so cool. Um, but yeah, so I'm up to like the 1990s now, and like oh. all like the descendants that have been dealing with this stuff, and like some of them are like urban fantasy esque, and some of them are just really horrifying. And like <laughs> um, she does not shy away from the goriness and. Jackal kind of doesn't either, but it's not anywhere near, like, this one. That one's more like if you like thrillers with, like, a tinge of spookle, then Jackal's good. Mm-hmm. If you want, like, I love horror and want to read horror stories, like, read man-made monsters. Mm-hmm. So, they're not out yet. I feel like, ooh, like, I'm cool. I'm reading some. You cool. are cool. I am reading an Adrian Tchaikovsky book that is out, and I have it in paperback. But... I figured since they gave me these books because of the podcast, I will talk about them on the podcast That's and say, cool. go read them. So, When um, they come out. In yeah, <laughs> go read them when they come out. Jackal's beginning of October and Man-Made Monsters is the end of November. So yes. I got that one really early. I formally request a no-see the next time we podcast. No-see, okay. I got, and there's a Ronald Melfi book that they've given me an advanced reader copy Ooh. on. It's like a four novellas. And then I got one by the one that wrote the Needles, Needless Street, which oh, I yeah, okay. on Award. Uh-huh. I got one of hers. And like another one. And I'm like, oh, no, I have five books to read <laughs> in two months, which is not that bad. But I had other books I want to read. And now I want to read the Blake Crouch one. <laughs> so like. You'll zip through it. Yeah. I and just. You'll be like, Sarah. And I'll be like, I know. And school's starting and my schedule is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. You it's know what? true. Get it out. We I got. It, I got it right before we started podcasting, and I was. Upset. And then we drank. <laughs> and then we drank. And I might drink some more. So it's fine. It's fine. It's a rarity. You know who likes teachers these days, anyways? Students. Some of them. Some. Some of them. That's Barely. it. We like that teachers to their kids that are our friends. Not my principal. And with that, <laughs> this has been Parallel Worlds. I did Alice in Borderland and the book Burned by Patrick Ness. I did. I forgot what I did. I did <laughs> the Blake Crouch book Recursion and also Dungeons, Dungeons and Daddies. <laughs> I did the very well-known and popular series Stranger Things <laughs> and the not very well-known but should be popular series Fringe. <laughs> This was a really fun episode. It was. It did it I hope you time. guys enjoyed it. We have some more sci-fi coming up for you yeah. soon. There's we might some do some spookal things as well because it'll be some fall. Vampires. Cryptids. Cryptids. That's with a guest. And also our 50th episode is coming out. Heck yeah. And Blurry Blotter may be discussed. Fine. It'll, it'll be, be our 50th one will be Death of the Opera. <laughs> yeah, right. It probably will. Oh, then I can talk about Hyperion. That's right. Um, I want to give a shout out to my Aunt Robin and Jeremiah who were listening to the Pirates episode when they were traveling like a couple weeks ago. So No shout outs to the rest of you listeners. Just no, them. no, no. Shout out to everybody. We love you. Thank you for listening. I'm kidding. We love you all. Follow us uh, on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, 
TikTok and Facebook at T and Tales One. Uh-huh. We are almost up to fifteen hundred followers on Instagram and about two hundred on TikTok. So it's coming along. That's awesome. Go we to do a TikTok together. We oh, should God. do a TikTok together because it's just me being an idiot and I still don't understand be it because I'm in you. my mid thirties. <laughs> I get it. I don't have it, but I'm glad that you're doing it. And figure it out. I do like books, and TikTok seems to like books, so therefore it seems to I, be a match made I in heaven. I did make a book talk about the book, copy of the book. Yeah, and then I was pages. like, I would have shared it on the T and Tales, and you should have sent it to you. <laughs> <laughs> At T and Tales, one, the number one. Um, Don't go to the Tumblr right now. But it's under construction. It is under construction. Forever and always. How dare Rest you? <laughs> How about this? If you fix up the Tumblr, I'll let you read one of our advanced reader copies. Oh, done. give you my password. Done. I'll do it. Okay. Very cool. Motivation. We got free books. We Yay! still got free tea, but I will take free books. You know what this is where it's at. Anybody wants to give us free tea, we will take more than the 30 seconds that we do in the beginning, and we will we'll do like a little review for your That's tea. That's right. Absolutely. Like anybody... Howdy, son. Howdy, Adagio. <laughs> How about local t- 210 Teas well, is a great go. one. Yeah. You know, they have a new tea shop downtown. So We need a deal train. Let's do it. All right. All right. Um, Try really hard not to be no, too crazy. We're trying not too hard Listen. to be crazy. We don't even know what our tagline is. We when, It's been 40 years. Crazy is not POC. Uh, look at what <laughs>